Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the City SC Report podcast. My name is Steve and today I am joined once again by Jordan. Hey Jordan, what's happening? Hey Steve, what's going on? Not a lot, just uh, cracked open a citywide from four hands. It's a beautiful sunny go. day. Yeah, beautiful sunny day and ready to talk some soccer. Let's do it. Spurs so, lost the cup final. Yeah. Yeah. So we took an unexpected week off, um, but I'm happy to report that we're back. Uh, there's always a chance, you know, with people's lives and busy and whatnot, that this is going to happen occasion. Um, we've been trying to do this every two weeks. We might just have not a lot of news coming out of St. Louis City SC, and of course that's our whole real purpose. Um, so, and, you know, we'll have stuff to talk about here and there about MLS and anything else interesting we can find. So I think we're going to put it off for three weeks um, starting this podcast. But uh, today we're going to focus this episode on MLS. It's the opening, well, it was the opening weekend when we were supposed to to uh, record this. So the opening weekend has happened. And in fact, now we're into week two. Most of those games have been played. One other game today, we're recording this on Sunday. And later on today, I believe it's LA Galaxy and New York Red Bulls. Should be a good match. And so we're going to talk about um, what's in store for us this season, make some predictions, uh, and just see how it goes. Um, so we'll start out by talking about what's new this season. We've mentioned most of this before, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, as we said, this is MLS's 26th season of existence. 27 teams, 34 regular season matches, 17 home, 17 away, except for the Canadian teams, who, even though they have some home matches, they're technically all away at this point. Uh, top seven teams from each conference make, each conference make the playoffs, with the uh, top team in each conference getting a first-round bye. So, first thing I want to talk about uh, that is new is the TV accessibility to MLS matches. We've never had it this good, and it's so important to growing the game in the U.S. Uh, ESPN, is, that's one of the best things that could happen. ESPN Plus is the main go-to right now, streaming most of the games. Um, with the ma major exception of Sporting Kansas City, they're considered, they're blocked out right now because they're, they're considered in-region. So you can still catch their games if they're on, you know, FS1 or any of the other networks, but not on ESPN+, Plus. I've found out. And then 37 matches this season are also aired over ABC, Fox, Univision, and Unemas. In addition, ESPN networks uh, will also carry 27 matches. So most of us involved with the City SC report, uh, a lot of us anyway, um, were live chatting opening weekend, and it was a blast. Um, we, we had so much fun just going back and forth, commenting and talking. And how fun was that, and how great is it to have that kind of accessibility to matches? It's it's absolutely fantastic, and, and good on ESPN for, for maybe learning a little bit from what uh, NBC was able to capitalize with the Premier League. But I think ESPN started to sense this growth was coming and sense that a lot of this growth could be driven by these TV rights. And so... Good on them for jumping on that. As you said, Steve, the ESPN Plus uh, access is incredible. The app has been, for me at least, really good. It's made it so much fun. Again, 
you know, I, I know we're we're coming through the COVID the COVID lockdown stuff, which will be great. But until that's until it's fully safe to all be together again, to be able to be on that chat, flipping through all these games that are going on, it's just it was something special. And and you know, I think I think the season couldn't have started at a better time um, with all of the global soccer and football news being so bleak and so focused right now on economic models and and billionaires fighting to to get to just put on not that the mls is perfect by any means but to get to just drown that out put on the games have just some incredibly incredibly exciting games with some real golazos it was just such an awesome way and the timing again couldn't have been any more perfect yeah i i don't know if you saw my message last night but i was sitting there and it came time where i had a little bit of uh, availability and I put on ESPN plus and I sat there scratching my head because I was thinking there, I think there were four or five matches on what do I watch? Which one do I watch? And I, I told you guys, I said, that's, that's a pretty good problem to have actually. I bet I ended up going with the, uh, inner Miami Philadelphia union game, which was, which was fun to watch. It was a fun match. Absolutely, and, and as you said, uh, both the Higuain boys getting getting goals was is always kind of fun to, to to watch those two, and you know, knowing their history. And yeah, you know, I think I think the next step for me that I think would be so cool for ESPN to do, um, and this is something I believe we've talked about. It's something that I know the Paramount Plus guys have figured out when it comes to Champions League, but to be able to have sort of the NFL red zone equivalent for MLS, where they're jumping around back and forth uh, between games when you have kickoffs at the same time. I think that would be just again um, a really fun, really fun way to, to 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 spend a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I agree. It's it's all uh, developing. It's all getting there to exactly where we want it to be, which is the bonus of it all. Okay, speaking of opening weekend, and since we're recording this on Sunday, this like I said, this uh, second weekend of matches has been going on or has had happen, except for tonight's game. What's caught your eye so far? What team or players have impressed you? Oh man, it's been it's been so much fun. Again, that you know the the quality the quality has been on display, especially uh, in in the final third with some absolute just screamers um, kicking things off on the the Friday night, the, the opening night. That Jao Paulo screamer was just absolutely insane. Um, just so much fun to watch. And then last night, actually, I think one of the Honestly, one of the coolest goals I can remember watching in some time, watching that um, Atlanta United match. Uh, uh, Barco has the free kick just outside the box, slams it off the wall. It ricochets to his right. He he gets on his horse, gets to the ball, and just smashes it into the top corner, kissing kissing the bar. It was just it was so much fun. And so you know, again, just going back to what you opened with, you, there's you know, it's it's not like it's not like you've got this massive division right now where, okay, I'm only, you know, I know, I know which games I'm going to watch because I know which teams are the best. Literally every, every game I watched had intrigue from one way or the other, but, but definitely just the, the amount of golazos and, and the amount of young talent that we're watching out there has just been, just been incredibly fun to get to see. Yeah, I totally agree. And that, that Barco goal, I, I didn't watch the match last night, but here's a, here's a little, uh, trick that I do the next morning after the matches, or at least I started this season is, you know, when I wake up in the morning, part of my daily ritual is, you know, I'm sitting down 
have my coffee is I kind of scroll through um, different sports apps. I'll go through them all through EPL. I'll do some ESPN, yada, yada. But then um, after I kind of go through the MLS scores, if it's you know applicable, which it has been, um, I'll go ahead and turn on ESPN Plus, and they show basically all the little clips, all the little highlights, 30 second to 45 seconds of each match of, you know, just the, the good stuff. So yeah, that was, that was the first one I put on. And it was funny because my wife was sitting there and she was watching and she said, wait, that, did that go in? And I said, yeah, <laughs> I said, it just, the way it went in, it was, it, it was hit so hard. It, it just ricocheted all throughout the goal. It was great. But yeah, that was a really good one. That is always the litmus test. If, if I can get either my wife or one of my daughters to, to pay attention to a goal in a, in a highlight. Right. I yep, think the other, the other the other interesting cultural facet we have to talk about here was Orlando. Orlando, always always a fun team to watch. Always you know mm-hmm. cool to see Nani balling out. Oh. Uh, his back heel goal, mm-hmm. his back heel goal was insane. But yes. he won up to his own back heel goal by displaying his hair which i'm still trying i'm still trying to figure out how he got what here's what here's what i'm thinking he did i'm thinking he bought a horse he dyed the horse blonde cut the blonde tail off the horse and then taped it on the back of his head okay that's the only way i can describe what's happening there Um, i think you're right it kind of it kind of reminds me i'm I'm a little older than you are so it kind of reminds me of um the hair from one of the guys in the Breakin movies, the Breakdance movies. There was Breakin and Breakin Two, Electric Blue. Sure. It kind of reminds me. I, I don't remember which character. I have to go back and look, but it's it's almost that type of hairstyle. But yeah, well, that yeah, goal made up for his hair. <laughs> exactly. That's I mean, that's the thing, right? That's the thing with the, with these guys. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna show out and try something extreme. Uh, and then you can back it up on the pitch. Hey, good, good on you. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. The, the back heel was just, it was just filthy. Right. Yeah. I have to talk about Chicharito for a second. Sure. Sure. He was a thud last season. There's a lot of pressure on him this season, scoring two goals in his first match and who knows what he'll do tonight. It would be great if he did something, but that, that's a sign that could be the sign of the type of season he's going to have. Um, I think I think it's going to be great season with him. He could be, he could even end up being like a Golden Boot contender, or he could be mediocre. I, it's it's a big question mark, but definitely something you need to keep an eye on because he has the capability to do phenomenal things. We all know that, but this is Absolutely. this is it. This is the year he has to do it. It seems. Absolutely, and, and and like you said, I, th- I think I think everyone knows everyone knows the talents there. Everyone knows knows the goals are in those boots, and it's just a matter of of you know making it happen. And so, to your point, there's nothing nothing more important for a goal scorer than to get off the mark and to get off the mark with a brace to just to have that pressure drop off of you know what he's getting paid uh you know always going to be floating around the table there um to be able to to score that brace and relieve that pressure not have to worry about you know when that first one's going to come again those are those are the type of things that can really catalyze as you mentioned 
um, a player into really having just an amazing campaign. So, so I, I think you're right. That'll be, be really interesting to, to get to watch um, if you can if you can keep that rolling. You mentioned phenomenal goals we've been talking about so far. You have to talk about Caden Clark, 17 year old midfielder for New York Red Bulls. Started out with uh, Baby Bulls last season, was brought up late in the season uh, to the main team, to the Red Bulls. Um, scored four goals in nine matches. Opening weekend, scores a beauty of a goal. And it, I mean, he did the same last year. I mean, that's just a great way to start. People have been talking about this kid. Obviously, those numbers, four goals in nine matches and you know, your your rookie season, not even a full season. They're saying he could pretty much guarantee to be off to Europe soon. And um, who knows? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right, Steve. The kids, the kids are all right. Um, and, you know, n- not to be lost, the goal is the goal is so beautiful. The, the technique that's required to hit that volley like he did and, and 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 put that you know right in the top corner where it needs to be it was just absolutely incredible and you're right you know i think i think anytime you see anytime you see a young kid within that red bulls organization you have to think you know we've we we know what that pipeline looks like we've seen that uh we're seeing that right now with Brennan Aronson, right, doing doing the same thing they they know what that model looks like they know how to move these guys through um uh, you know, and, and, and you have to think again, he keeps this up. It's, it's only, only a matter of time. And again, he's 17 years old all the time in the world. And so, right. you know, starting to see these type of development pipelines come up, uh, is just incredibly important for, for the league and for, for us soccer, if we're being a little bit selfish here as well. And speaking of 17 year olds, same thing happened out in San Jose. This, I, I think his name's Caden Cowell. Um, I, I didn't watch that match, but it's, it looks like I should have. He set up a beauty assist and scored a phenomenal goal. Same thing, 17 years old. I mean, if we can keep producing guys like this, the future of American soccer is just looking really promising. Absolutely. And, you know, the amazing thing about his goal, again, when you think about a 17-year-old, so he's, he's put through on goal. Uh, with, a, with just a, a great line breaking pass, and it's just him and the keeper. A keeper comes out, and it's one of those that typically, if you're not yet an elite goal scorer, you, you know you almost have too much time. The pressure can get on you, but he stays calm, dinks it right over, and just really, really a, a finisher's goal. And you know, I think you, you can't help but think about again. Um, maybe I'm trying, you know, trying looking for too many symbols here, but you see. You see, all of a sudden, a 17-year-old on the same team as Chris Wondolowski come in here and start to be, you know, maybe that next generation of that, you know, pure goal poacher, just um, you know, killer uh, in the box. And and you have to think, hey, you know, maybe this really is that a turning of a turning of the tides. And and again, just just so awesome to see these young, talented kids getting these opportunities and saying, you know what, I'm I'm here for a reason. And um, you know, your what's the Arsene Wenger quote was if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I think we're seeing that certainly on display so far this this season. Yeah, I agree. Hey, listener, if it, do yourself a favor, these goals, if you didn't see them, look them up. Um, you won't be disappointed. It, this is like we've st- said before, the, these two weeks so far have been a lot of fun. And I just have a feeling this whole season is going to be a blast. One other player that I want to mention 
that people may be overlooking is the return of Joseph Martinez for Atlanta United. Um, he missed last season due to a torn ACL that he suffered in the, the very first match of last season. So he was totally out. Uh, so he's back. He's not 100%. They're being a little cautious with him. He got some playing time during preseason. He's The first match, he came in in the 75th minute. Uh, and then last night's match, he came in the 67th. Hasn't scored yet, so it's totally ruined his his uh, numbers because he was 72 goals in 82 matches, and now it's 72 goals in 84 matches, which is just terrible for a player. And of course, I'm being sarcastic because that's amazing. Um, unbelievable. If, if they can get his goal numbers even close to what they had been in past seasons, and if Barco can shine like he he kind of showed last night and definitely knows he has the uh, potential to, this could be a huge season for Atlanta. Um, they're not a, a, you know, a super team overall. They still have some kinks, but their starting 11 is quite potent. I think so, absolutely. And and I you have to really tip your cap to, to the management of Atlanta United because um, you can only imagine that Joseph himself is issuing to get to get back out there. But, you know, coming coming back from a, an injury like he had, it's so important to make sure you, you do it the right way um, for that player's safety and for his, his you know, his long-term future. And so so I'm sure it's going to be a little bit frustrating for the fans sometimes to to want to see their best 11 out there. But again, um, easing him back in is 100% the right thing to do. And again, you know, the guy's, the guy's just a walking goal. He's, he's so much fun. So, um, yeah, I just can't wait to get to see more of him more, more of him on the pitch. 72 goals in 84 matches. That's uh, just... Uh, it's unfair. Goal. I mean, that's, it's unfair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. You should not... Cannot be that way. No. I, I don't know if you have anybody else to add. I, I came up with uh, some other players to keep an eye on. Um, a few we've mentioned before in previous episodes... Brenner of Cincinnati hasn't done much. It hasn't done anything yet, but that's okay. Same with uh, Pato for Orlando, uh, Ramon Abela, uh, Minnesota, Samuel uh, Grandsir for Galaxy. This guy, young winger from Monaco. Uh, I didn't hear much about him at all being signed during the off season. It's only 24. He could end up doing really well here. And of course, like we mentioned last episode. Bobby Wood coming home to help out RSL. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Absolutely, and uh, and unfortunately for RSL, they uh, their match last night made uh, sort of made some headlines for for all the wrong reasons. Did you see what happened between Minnesota and RSL last night? No, I did not. How did I miss so, any big news from that? Well, this is this is worth going back and watching. But but um, basically, RSL. Stole two games, uh, stole two goals, uh, very much against the run of play, and we're doing some just elite stalling and time wasting, uh, led mostly by the keeper. Now the game was played in Minnesota, where there are some fans back, and right behind the Wonderwall was where uh, the keeper, I believe his name is Ochoa, was was uh, was is in goal. And and again, you just have to you just have to go back and watch some of the some of the. Uh, shenanigans that he put on in time wasting and once the final whistle blew uh, the fans were rightfully 
uh, not thrilled with the time wasting he had put on. And he picks up the ball and drop kicks the ball into the wonder wall, into the fans, uh, which, as you can imagine, the loons did not uh, take too kindly to. Uh, right. And there was definitely some some pushing and shoving uh, during during the during the handshakes. And uh, and, and also worth going back and watching. Um, I'm blanking the loons uh, manager's name, but he had some choice words for uh, Ochoa's actions as well. So um, you know, maybe not uh, in the news for um, the greatest things as Silas Clay, <laughs> but it made it made for a pretty a pretty fun watching uh, as a as a neutral. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with some drama, but that's still kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. No, I will have to look for that. I, I'm surprised that didn't make the uh, highlight reel on ESPN Plus, but I'll have to go back and look for that. Okay, let's talk season predictions. Two games in, doesn't make it unfair at all. It's time to place our bets on uh, who we think will finish top of each conference. You know, all the signs and betting sites said before the season began that it looks like it would be LAFC in the West and last year's champion Columbus once again coming out top of the East. I'll go first. Here's my picks. It's tough. I had a, I had to put a lot of thought into this. I really did. I made notes. I made a whole big chart. I put some key players for each team, and I was really, really digging at this and yeah i'm gonna have to go with the the favorable lafc in the west um galaxy and seattle are going to be the biggest challenges for them to get past but i think with their their talent and depth i think this is it i think they're going to come out on top again and then uh east again very difficult to choose but i'm going to go with what i would consider a dark horse even though last year they were the supporter shield winners I'm going to say Philadelphia Union. Um, I, I watched last night's game against Miami. Yeah, they weren't. They couldn't get it together. Um, Miami was definitely the better team, but I'm sticking with Philadelphia Union. They have a good, solid, balanced team of young and experienced players and a lot of talent, um, especially in uh, midfield and their defense. Uh, they're not going to score a lot of goals. They don't have flashy forwards. Most of their goals will probably come from their midfield. I think their biggest challenges will come from Columbus, Red Bulls, New York City FC. You know, even if Columbus finishes top in the table, if the stars align and they end up meeting in the Eastern Conference Final, I see Philadelphia winning, coming out as... Eastern champs and meeting up with LAFC in the final. Now, with that said, though, I think if that's the case, LAFC versus Philadelphia, I think LAFC will win the big thing. So there you go. Two absolutely great picks, um, and uh, and so I'll, I'll I'll give mine and and I'll try and I'll try and mix it up because I I had LAFC too, but I in the spirit of in the spirit of keeping this more interesting i'm going to go with seattle too <laughs> okay. and uh, this is this is this is a pivot this is a pivot for you the listener to make it more interesting there you go but i i think uh, i think look you know i think two things we have to think about here right so we've we've already we've got we've got carlos vela already with some sort of phantom slash real injury who knows what's going on there it's pretty strange um, but clearly something bothering him still I think it was his his thigh or 
or um, some muscular injury. But you know, those are those are little niggles that can you know once they start can be tough can be tough to to get rid of. And, and he's a player that we know sometimes you know if if he gets bothered it, it can it can it can be an issue. And and Diego Rossi too, also someone who is coming off an injury uh, that could you know could be an issue. So I think with those two things, I'm going to go with Seattle. Uh, out of the West, and I'll say I'll give them the nod too, because look, there's something to be said for a team having experience, right? You know, we know the the MLS playoff model in the MLS season is is a difficult one, uh, and one that I think really does reward people who have been there before in terms of knowing what to expect. Um, so I'm going to go with Seattle out of the West uh, for that reason, um, even though my answer might have been similar to yours going in. <laughs> And and look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit crazy here out of the East too. And I know you, you you mentioned them earlier, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Atlanta United. And I know that's a little bit crazy because you know they they may not have the squad um, to that that looks on paper to be uh, you know to, to to compete with some other teams coming out of the East. But here's what I like about them. I love what Gabby's done coming in. The Frank DeBoer experience we know was 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 a nightmare. Uh, he's 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 clearly continues to fail up, but that's a discussion for another podcast. But I love what he's come in here and done. Um, again, I think this Barco kid is going to just go gangbusters, and the thought of him with uh, Joseph Martinez coming back healthy and what he can do, um, and some of the experience they have, I I just I think they are posed for uh, sort of a, a, a rebirth, obviously a team that, again, definitely has been there before recently and a, a model that I think we as STL City fans should take a look at. But I, uh, I've i been really impressed with what I've seen from them thus far. And I think with uh, with a good manager and, 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 and some great players coming back, I'm I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them coming out coming out of the um, coming out of the East. If Martinez and Barco, if they can be on fire this, yeah, there's a good chance. But that's the that's the key to the whole thing because their defense still isn't great, so they're gonna give up goals. But the question is, will they score a ton of goals? Just and go score more, baby. That's what it's yeah, all about, exactly. right? We we, we <laughs> want to. We you can just keep knocking in bangers, you know, three or four a game. You're going to do okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean that's it's it's a fair shout. Clearly, there's you know there's some holes there, but and I wanted to I wanted to be a little bit interesting, and I think you know I think they can do it again, and and you know I think we've we've seen at times too. This can be a league that that can reward teams that I mean, look, you know, you look at going back to our our, our West discussion, right? You, you look what. Uh, what Bob's got down there in LA and how they've how he's mm-hmm. set that team up from the get-go and uh, and look I just you know I, I I'm excited to see it and I hope uh, I hope they can take off yeah and and in the east you know it was at first it was easy just to when I was looking at all this to go with the favorites because that's the one thing about Columbus so what did they do in the off season? they got even stronger they got even deeper into their bench yeah. so they they're good all the way around but the way philly has been run and i just something about them i mean again last night didn't really show it um but i i think they're i don't know they're 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 gearing up for something big maybe it's not this season maybe it's next season but i'm still i'm still sticking with them 
But sure. uh, yeah, like it. it's definitely it's definitely going to be a good season. And that's the thing you got to love about MLS. You know, it's not the same four or five teams contending for the top spot. You know, obviously it's American sports, so we have two conferences, but that makes it even a bigger deal because you're four or five teams turns into four or five teams in each conference that have a chance of winning it all. And it's just, uh, it's a good thing. It's, it's a great thing. And I think a lot of that built in that very intentional parody built into, to, to the squads and in theory, in terms of how they're built really, again, then rewards teams with, with, with quality management and great tactics and so you know again you know getting getting to watch a lot of these young coaches too a lot of a lot of coaches starting to make their careers as well starting here in, in mls and and growing a bit too is is, is fun to watch as well and so again I, I mentioned gabby at atl and i love what he's done so far and, and again just excited to see see what what they can put together okay what about golden boot winner who do you got I'm going to harken back to what you opened with. I think Chicharito is going to have a great year. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think the Galaxy are going to win the conference, as I, as I mentioned, but I think he is going to be the man this year. I think he's going to go off, and uh, and that's where that's where I'm putting my money. Okay, I like it. Mine, I I struggled. I mean, you know, obviously we're just kind of drawing straws here because there's tons of players who could win this. You just never know. All it takes is for one guy to have an injury or one guy to come out of nowhere and be live up to his potential. I mentioned Joseph Martinez is back. You know, who knows if he'll be healthy? Who knows if he'll be the same? Carlos Vila, you have Diego Rossi, you've got Chicharito, um, or maybe it's one of the newer players. Um, Brenner could catch fire. Pato Wood or the veteran star Higuain. Um, Zardes actually thrives in the MLS. Too bad he doesn't for the U.S. men's national team, but last couple years, you know, he's been the, the, within the top goal scorers. Um, Raul Rudiez. Rudiez. That's hard for me to pronounce. Raul Rudiez. Rudiez. <laughs> Rudiez. I'm terrible. My Spanish. <laughs> I never took Spanish. I'm not good with the accents or uh, <laughs> accentuations or any of that. So Raul, Raul, Ruiz Diaz, Ruiz Diaz. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, he has a lot of possibility. Um, the guy last year he he tied for the lead. You know, it was a shortened season, but he tied with Rossi and Zardes with 14 goals. 2019, he scored 15 goals which put him in the tide for the top five. Um, this year, he already has two. Uh, I'm going to go with him. I think this is his season. 30-year-old, like what, what's he from? Peru, I believe. Um, must do this, Raul, and maybe I'll learn to pronounce your name correctly. So that, that's, that's who I'm going to go with. Right? Yeah, that's if, who if I'm going to go with. It, if, if he gets it, Steve, you, you, you are on record. Uh, but you will you yes. will take lessons to make sure you can pronounce the name just Raul Ruri Diaz Ruri Diaz <laughs> Ruri Diaz. There we go. So before we go, uh, I had talked about you know all the new things this season, all the new and exciting things. Um, I f forgot to mention, even though we've talked about it before in the past, the new stadiums from Cincinnati and Columbus. 
Anything you want to add, Jordan? Anything I'm forgetting? Yeah, well, I think I think two quick things. One, uh, that Cincy Stadium again. If we're if we're lining up things to go back in YouTube, if you haven't yet seen Cincinnati's light show at night with their new stadium, it is awesome. It's a little bit flashy and pomp and circumstance, and I know some people uh, don't like that as much uh, when it comes to soccer, but I think it's awesome. Uh, really cool thing to go to go check out if you have a few moments there. And then we have to give a shout to to new joiners, often Austin FC, who got uh, their first goal, second goal, third goal, and first win last night. Um, yeah. All all three goals coming in the second half. It, none of them maybe the most spectacular, uh, but that team has a lot of energy, and at least two of those goals came out of pressing. Uh, pressing high up the pitch late, I think after the 70th minute, late in the game, really uh, on the wings, had a lot of, a lot of tenacity in that press, caused turnovers and, and, uh, you know, put, put the ball in the net, a couple, couple deflections maybe, but look, you know, getting, again, going back to getting that first, first uh, goal uh, off your boot, like we talked about, getting that first win for a new franchise is so important. So happy for, for that fan base, um, great city, great fan base and look forward Really look forward to to an away trip down to Austin um, uh, in a couple of years. So go well, oh, way yeah, to go that, way to go Austin FC. That that'll be a blast. Yeah, definitely. And like I've mentioned, Austin has a little piece of my heart. My son was born there, and we lived there for a few years. So I never imagined that they would have a team. Um, we don't have to darken it by talking about how they got the team, but I'll just say that uh, I just kind of pushed that out of my mind. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's I think it's great too. I, I you know they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. They won't do much, but they'll have flashes here and there. And you know, just like any new franchise, they'll come in next season and build a little bit more on that foundation that they're they have set and just keep going. And yeah, they're going to have flashes of you know probably take down some good teams this season and just like any team. And I, I think it's exciting. Um, yeah, you're right. That those goals, yeah, <laughs> but they count. So <laughs> they count. And look, you know, again, for, you know, to, you know, putting on our our St. Louis City hats for a moment here, right? You know, any, you know, these the these uh, um, last year's new teams, uh, the you know this the, the new teams this year, and next year, you know, these are these are data points for for us to to take a look at to watch how how these clubs uh, are making their decisions and, and how that's playing out in the community and on the pitch. And so, you know, again, I know Lutz, I have to imagine in, in the full, the full city team are, are watching. And these are, these are only things that, that, um, that we can learn from. And so that's, that's exciting too. And yet, so and, and from my perspective, you know, until, until we're actually in this thing, I'm, I'm going to pull for the pull for the new guys. Yeah. Why not? And I'll tell you, it was neat. Um, I, I didn't watch the match, but I, the highlights, they showed the, uh, you know, they played in Colorado. They showed the away fans, the away supporters that had traveled. That was a nice little chunk for a brand new team who didn't have deep roots like, you know, like we do here with the Luligans. It was just kind of a thing. I don't know how that all came together. That'd be an interesting story to find out, but that was, that was neat to see. Always neat to see. Absolutely, 100%. All right, so that was a good discussion. I think that's, uh, that's all we have for this week. Um, like I said, we'll we'll try to come back in two or three weeks, do it again. Hopefully, that'll there'll be more excitingness to talk about. 
Um, hopefully some stuff with St. Louis City SC. Uh, I, oh, I was going to mention, I, I finally had my chance to drive down by the stadium. If you haven't done it, I encourage you all. I know there's a lot of you know people putting up videos and photos of it, but go down and see it for yourself. It's it's really it's really something. It's really coming together, and it's just so neat to see. Um, so yeah, do that, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Again, remember to check us out. Follow us on Facebook, all the social medias, website. We're gonna have a new story this week. Uh, Saint uh, CitySCReport.com. Sorry, I almost screwed up my own website cityscreport.com email us uh, at uh, cityscreport at gmail.com and if you have any questions or comments suggestions, whatever and uh, I think that's it, until next time everybody Jordan thank you again, thanks so. Yep. thank you, yeah. take care we'll see y'all, bye bye <laughs>